0: Puffy and Mummy rhyme real well.
1: That makes singing this song real swell. Cause it's, Puffy it's rhymes racist, with Mummy. I think the description
2: <that> to <laughs> South America. She knows how to translate. I can,
1: That's good. I can, that really, that really fits with. It the, was.
2: I, I thought it was really smooth. <laughs> like jazz.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's what's off the beats that matters. Exactly. You have to listen to the notes she's
2: not playing. <laughs>
1: I can listen to those at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Welcome to Welcome to Sunnydale. I'm Steve McClellan. I'm
2: Lisa Kaler.
1: And uh, and we're your hosts for, for this episode. We're doing season two, episode four, Inca, Inca Mummy, Girl. Mummy Girl. Yeah. Nobody uh, strained their brain too hard thinking up a title for this episode.
2: <laughs> no, no. It's yeah. like one of the... I, I think it was... It's like... We'll change that in post. And, like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like other. this whole
1: episode was like, it could easily have been uh, another we'll season. We'll change everything or in this episode in post. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the whole episode just seems sort of like a an afterthought, a toss away, like no real
2: yeah, relevance I mean, to
1: anything. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. But anyway, we can get into that in a minute. Um, let's do Better Know Host.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go for it. Sure. Uh, do, do you have one?
1: I do. Uh, only because because <laughs> we started the episode once mm-hmm. and then got to the point where we we're supposed to do better. No host. And it took me like five minutes to think of something. So we started over. Yep. <laughs> um, but my better no host is that, uh, when I was a, a youngster grown up with my older brother and my younger brother, uh, we used to play with the little, you know, those little plastic green army men a lot. And, um, and we would make, uh, dossiers like we would take manila folders and printer paper and write up like files for ourselves of like who we were in the military my older brother was always like the you know he was like the the colonel or the cat you know some officer of some kind well we don't have to get into my older brother now but like um and my younger brother would always be like the commando you know the like the super stealthy like dangerous like assassin type interesting and uh and I was always the engineer. I was the Shocking. That, I know, right? I was the one that like worked in a lab and <laughs> invented things. <laughs> what
2: that do doesn't you know? suit you at all. Have you ever even worked in a lab, Steve?
1: Have I ever? <laughs> Let me tell you. No, save it. Save I'll it. save it. <laughs>
2: For the next episode. Next episode. That'll yeah. be my better no host. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my better know a host is uh that i can say the alphabet backwards um baloney i don't think i or our
1: listeners will believe this unless they hear you do it (laughs) yeah um just to put you in the right mood or frame of mind let me see your license and registration.
2: Have you been drinking tonight? Have you been drinking tonight?
1: <laughs> Let me hear you say the alphabet backwards.
2: No, <laughs> officer. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been drinking. <laughs> this thing I'm about to sip <laughs> is not... <laughs> it's not alcoholic. Uh, anyway. Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J H G F E D C B A. That
1: was excellent. Yeah. Do you, can you do it in song? Is there like a like you know how do you get um, that sort of C
2: Y X W V U T S and R Q P O M L K J No I can't do it in song, apparently so what did you do to
1: learn that did you just
2: like <laughs> better know a host part two Liesl does not sing
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take the part that you did sing and I'm gonna loop oh, it no. and play it in every podcast oh, from now on oh, God. it'll be the opening instead the of the opening? song yeah instead mm. of the in case you know if we ever get like a cease and desist from from Nerf Herger, <laughs> that'll be our new intro music <laughs>
2: oh, all right well, I'm okay. I've made peace with it. Okay, good. Good. Anyway, uh, let's get into the episode, huh?
1: Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, So my first note on the episode uh, was protect the women folk because like that's everything about Xander (laughs) in this episode. He's just like flipping out, like he's responsible for Buffy's chastity with this like guy that he's never met has no reason to believe. Like I don't know. It's yeah that bothered me a little bit in this episode yeah Yeah.
2: super bothered me like such entitlement such
1: entitlement exactly
2: yeah
1: yeah xander is like he's supposed to be likable in the early seasons Mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways he's not not likable at all
2: (laughs) i remember first like first watching through uh buffy and like Mm -hmm. i actually like i thought xander was like really funny and enjoyed him yeah um but just after multiple viewings, it's yeah. He becomes less.
1: And I mean, may, I maybe think. I'm judging him a little harshly, given that he's like a teenager. Um, yeah, you know, he's like in high school, sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I don't know.
2: It's still annoying to watch. It's
1: annoying to watch. You're I like, agree. You
2: have no, like you you asked out Buffy, and she said no. And like, yeah. what are you even doing? Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so yeah, that was, that was my first... Uh, okay, so basically all of my notes in this episode are gripes of one form or another, so this is going to be a gripe-heavy... Oh,
2: yeah, I hope you like gripes. A gripe-tastic
1: gripes. <laughs> episode of Welcome to Sunnydale. Um,
2: yeah, my first note was uh, God's gift to the bell curve.
1: Yeah, what is that expression I'm, supposed to mean?
2: I wasn't... I didn't... How was that supposed to be an insult? I mean, I guess the, a bell curve has you know, the low end and the high end, but, like, why would you call the low end God's gift to the bell Is,
1: are they saying that, like, you know, if teachers are grading on a curve, then this guy's, like, making the curve that much easier for everybody else? I don't know. That's the best explanation I could come up with.
2: Yeah, but that's, but grading on a curve isn't, like, isn't a bell curve.
1: Isn't it? I thought that's what it was. I thought they used a bell curve, like they assume that you know, are the 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 idea of grading on a curve is that you center you know C mm. on the average, and then like, um, you know, I for, I don't know exactly how you standardize, like how many standard deviations to a letter grade.
2: Oh, well, I guess you could grade on a curve that way. And
1: then I've yeah, I've never had so,
2: anyone grade that way.
1: Okay, I mean, I think that's that's the idea behind grading on a curve. Mm. The it the may way it have been improved in other. In other ways?
2: The, the ways that I've been graded on a curve were like, whoever got the highest score, that's 100. Mm. And then everyone just moves up from there. So, like, I guess that would sort it of, Like, if you as, assume that all the grades fall on a bell curve normally, like, if they're normally dis- distributed, then...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. Which? I don't think just putting the highest person at 100...
1: Um, i'm not sure that either of them is like a great way to to grade students i think i think the normal distribution way is a particularly probably a particularly bad one
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um because it does have this weird effect where like somebody completely tanking the exam makes everybody else's grades go up and like weird things like that or Um, like
2: if everyone does like almost perfect on exam because it, it was too somebody, easy, exactly. then it makes everybody's great. Yeah. Anyway, I <laughs> 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 greeting gripes aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand what that is. It's still not a
1: great grit, like a perfectly, it's not a well-written line. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't, I don't understand what it's supposed to mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's you, it has the tone of an insult. So you're like, oh, she's calling him stupid or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It would like, it's one of those, insults it's like God's gift to, it's like somebody is supposed to think that they are God's gift to. So if he had said like, oh, he like, he thinks he's God's gift to the bell curve.
1: It would mean like he thinks he's super smart. Yeah. Or something.
2: Yeah. But just calling someone <coughs> like, I don't know.
1: Again, it's one of those <laughs> lines that somebody filled in and they're like, <laughs> We'll rewrite that line later. Yeah, and then
2: they never know. did. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't think about it anymore. It than does I am. it
1: kinda sounds like something that was that would maybe be created by like an insult generator, like yeah, yeah. like a Markov chain mm-hmm. like linguistic like or that somebody
2: <laughs> says when they're like not thinking and angry, like oh, this will be hilarious. God's gift to the bell curve, and then everyone's like, oh, ha ha. Wait, what the hell does that mean?
1: See so again, maybe maybe we're judging too harshly. Maybe this is like, for teenagers, that's pretty good. And the writers like had all these better ideas, that's, but they're like, we can't use this because it just won't sound it won't, natural. Yeah, it coming. won't resonate with exactly. The, uh, they were really trying to youth. stay
2: true to the to the characters. <laughs> That's okay. I feel better. That's probably what it is. That's. I'm sure that's what it is. Okay. I can move on. Yeah. We can move on. <laughs> um, Oz. Oh. Okay.
1: Yes. I got excited when I saw Seth Green in the opening credits, and it was super fun seeing Seth Green on screen, Yay! like being all cute about Willow. Very adorable. Ooh. Um, and that is that's like that might go ahead and bump my like rating oh, for this episode yeah up like half a star or maybe a whole star yeah <laughs> but it's like one of the only yeah and even that it's like you don't you don't get much out of oz out of his character in this scene yeah not in this one yeah like you know it's different from you know like the the first episode with spike mm. where it's like do you Can get all watch this that
2: episode again and talk about it yeah
1: uh, but yeah, you get all of this sort of like these hints about backstory. You get all of these mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. interesting character moments. Like Oz, you don't get that much out of him in this episode.
2: Yeah. Um, you get some. I mean, some, some future hints. You know, what do you mean? I mean, like the scene where he's like, "Who's that? That girl?" Like the two oh, the Eskimo. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, like he's clearly attracted to Willow, so you know, like something's going to happen there.
1: Yeah, but you don't. You don't learn much about him from that other than he doesn't like you know he has the scene where he talks to the singer and it's like you're too picky Oz you're the lead guitarist that's, true. that's, that's currency true. and he does a thing with his fingers that I don't know yeah. what it's
0: supposed to mean
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I have a note that says the museum has awful security I have the exact Just same awful. note
1: like what did I write okay uh is there like zero security at this museum yeah, yeah. Like that kid. First of all, that kid when they see him at the first time is like, "What is he doing?" Scraping, he's like painting, or
2: scraping? Yeah, I don't know. Off
1: of that, yeah. And then later,
2: he's just there when it's closed. And like, didn't isn't there a night guard or something? Right? Or
1: And like Ben Stiller to like. <laughs> yeah, and the like the mummy is just like sitting out in the open. Like, don't mummies like aren't they very like delicate things? Like they'll like decompose I mean, this or but. well. <laughs> But you see my point. Like, the museum should have put it under glass, like they do with everything else. Like, everything else in the history museum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And said, This mummy is just like sitting out, just like, This is the, this is the, like, hands on mummy. Go nuts, kids. (laughs) Hey,
2: kids, you want to touch a mummy? (laughs) Boy, do I. Yeah, I bet you would. I would love that. I would too. If I had the chance, I'd touch a mummy. Oh, you'd have to touch a mummy, right?
1: Would you lick a mummy? Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Like you could be like one of the only touch people the in
2: history to lick, lick a mummy. mummy. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go there, <laughs> would you like <laughs> Would you hug a mummy?
1: Yeah, that would be a hilarious picture. Yeah. Would you <laughs> We'd make go love like to a mummy? go like all weekend at Bernie's with a mummy, like yes. it, like high fiving people? And then <laughs> its arm
2: falls off. Cause it's, it's a delicate mummy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and this is why you don't play with mummies. So, it's true. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a terrible museum security.
1: Yeah, uh, that museum was just that's uh, like a third rate museum that they've got there in Sunnydale. Yeah. And how did such a crappy museum get their hands on what must be, like, a pretty amazing archaeological find? Like, she toured, apparently, in Boston and New York and all these other Mm -hmm, places. mm -hmm. Like, how did it end up in Sunnydale?
2: Maybe it's just touring. Touring again.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So, does that imply, by the way, that she's basically been, like, awake and conscious? Like for her entire, I think so because she life. says
2: that she knows English because she she, she listens, listens a lot
1: and she knows where she was. She knows she yeah. was in New York and Boston. So like, mm-hmm. that's that's rough. She's been trapped for
2: like five hundred five hundred years, years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty awful. Mm-hmm. At that point, I would, I would kill people, to live.
1: Yeah. Right. If Especially you're basically your entire life has been trapped in this useless body.
2: Your entire unlife. Like your entire life was 16 years and then for 500 years you've been conscious. Like do you think yeah. they knew that when they sacrificed her that she would be like aware of that?
1: It's really unclear to me what they knew or what the hell they were doing. Mhm. Like they they knew that she had the potential to come back to life and kill people. Yeah. So there's like, okay, so let's, let's discuss a few things that I don't understand about this. So first of all, first of all, when she comes back, she needs to like take, you know, suck lives away from people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise she'll die permanently. Or should just go back to that vegetative state? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's
2: a good question.
1: I was a little unclear about that. Because if she would die permanently, then there's no, re- like, just, you know, let her out, but in, like, a stone room where she can't do yeah. anything. <laughs> and then she'll... And then let her yeah. die. Yeah. So, it's, I guess it has to be the other one that she would just go back to being to this... mummy state. Yeah. But then, apparently, like... What do they, like, do they... What did they do with her at the end? Did they, like cut her into pieces or yeah, like, I think
2: she got like broken apart
1: yeah so why could they have not just done that just to broken her? her apart. yeah once you know like once she's dead just chop her into pieces yeah. and why go th- like what the point of all this tr- well, this was like to appease some god or something like that yeah okay so i guess that's
2: or she was the, she was the only one in her generation that could protect them from the nether worlds hmm so there's some kind of evil that her sacrifice. Uh, so maybe it was a god. Maybe there was
1: maybe there was a good reason. There was an actual like, demon or god or some like, netherworld creature that forced them to do this. Yeah, demanded this sort of sacrifice. So is there more than one of, her? Like, did they do this multiple times? Yeah, is they said like they a, said it
2: in her generation.
1: Yeah. So are there other like, mummy time bombs waiting to go off? I think so. Interesting. Or there's
2: other just mummies that are like.
1: Yeah. And so where does? Conscious. um I don't know if they ever said the character's name. I don't think he had a name. Gil Birmingham is the actor. Uh, The, like, Peruvian dude that shows up with a knife. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he, like, a member?
2: He made me think of, like, a... Last Crusade, where they have, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly, right?
1: <laughs> the little tattoos. Yeah, and like, exactly. Yeah.
2: It's like, we're guarding the ground, like, from a long line of... You know, he's kind of a watcher. Just watching The Mummy. Yeah just in case
1: so is, yeah that so i guess that's my question like you know has he is he descended from a long line of like peruvian knife carrying dudes that have just been like hanging out wherever this mummy is like yeah what was he doing when the mummy was discovered by archaeologists he's like whoops <laughs> oh shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> was just like bathroom break like, yeah. oh, not again
1: and he's he like uh crap the mummy's going to new york i better like Get on a plane
0: to Let's New go York. Go to New
2: York. I love Broadway. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, oops! Now the mummy's in Boston. <laughs> yeah. I guess I have to go to Boston. <laughs> My life's terrible."
1: And did this this like order of like mummy watchers? They never like upgraded their weaponry <laughs> or like yeah or their clothing. Yeah, he's wearing he's not wearing like he's normal like the three.
2: clothes. Maybe yeah. he knows the three. <laughs> <laughs> they all get together Spin for me and <laughs> the three and mummy watcher guy. <laughs> that is a
1: spinoff. I would not watch <laughs> I have a hard pass on that. off. Yep. <laughs> Do not want that to exist. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is it's, all very confusing to me.
2: <laughs> I know. I, I hadn't thought about the, the mythology before, but now I'm really into it. When they sacrifice this girl, did they know that she was going to be conscious, like, aware of her surroundings as a mummy. If they did, that's horrifying. They should have just crumbled her so she wouldn't have to suffer through that.
1: I mean, they should have crumbled her anyway, like, if they knew she could possibly come back. And they must have, because that's what the seal and the, the, the knife is, is, is about. Yeah. 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 So I don't know why they didn't, unless it has something to do with, you know, whatever demon was...
2: Yeah, the demon's like, I'm not satisfied unless there's a 16-year-old girl that's forever aware of her surroundings <laughs> and unable to do anything that's a that demon is mean
1: that's one of the worst ones one yeah. of the worst demons that we've i think this might be encountered yeah although maybe he'll come back now that the mummy is like dead dead
2: yeah what does that mean yeah he's awful <laughs> i'm just like the full weight of this is like there's a demon there god or something out there that's like i need
1: well what about vampires i mean they're fully conscious yeah, and but, they live for a long time
2: but they get to like do stuff. she just has to like be a mummy and think about how she was 16 and died and doesn't get to move or do anything that's
1: true being a vampire is supposed to be like a punishment, but it doesn't seem like it I'm in some sure ways. I'm not sure it is. Yeah,
2: is. <laughs> I'm not convinced on that one. <laughs> Being a mummy? Yeah, that seems like a, that's a punishment. That's a punishment. Yeah. You'd probably have to listen to the same damn conversations about, like, oh, look at the mummy, like over and over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh my God, if I hear one more person say, look at the mummy.
1: <laughs> what is also, I'm curious about this, you know, the the, the mummy coming back to life and then, sucking life from other people in order to look more human yeah it's like the same thing that happens in the, the Brendan fraser <laughs> the mummy yeah like is this are they Classic both referencing mummy. <laughs> are they both referencing some common mummy myth like from the real world
2: so yeah real life mummies um, they suck out your life force.
1: No, I mean real myths about mummies. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot about mummies.
1: Yeah. Well, isn't there an old, like, yeah, I feel like in, in old mummy movies, like, I think mm-hmm. there's an Abbott and Costello mummy movie or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. or that might not be the right comedic pairing that I'm trying to remember.
2: Um, Marx Brothers. Marx
1: Brothers. <laughs> yeah, it might be the Marx <laughs> Brothers. Whatever it is. some like
2: Teller. not and Teller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but there's like, you know, in those old mummy movies, a mummy was like like a thing that sort of like shambles towards you yeah, like yeah. wrapped in cloth. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what it does when it gets you, like strangles you or something. But I don't think it like kisses you, like makes out with you and sucks your life out. I don't think so. Um maybe they just didn't have the special effects for that back then. But
0: like, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Point.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know when the mummy myth changed. If it did, or maybe like, yeah, Yeah. I need to, I need to do some more. I should have done it before we started the podcast. Do some mummy research. Do some mummy research.
2: You know what research I did do that I I didn't really have to do, but I, I did some more on it. Just the fact that it's so stupid of them to be like, oh, she's from South America and Peru. (laughs) And so she'll understand these ancient Incan, like, no, like, (laughs) The Incan Empire was, like, conquered by, like, Spanish mm-hmm. people. Like, those are totally different.
1: Completely different languages. Yeah.
2: Yeah, completely different things going on there. Mm-hmm. It'd be, like, people asking me if I could speak Navajo. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like, you're from this region where these indigenous people yeah, lived. Surely you, you
2: conquered them. Surely you learned their <laughs> languages, right? And respected them. And, like, yeah, that's definitely what we did.
1: Yeah, what was Giles thinking? What in the hell mouth were you thinking, Giles? Yeah, that's the the what in the hell mouth. I was a little bit what in the hell mouth about the school's plan to like, we've got all these exchange students coming. Let's have like a costume dance party where we all dress up as like... A culture. Like ethnic caricatures.
2: That's not bound to go wrong. Yeah, right. That seems like
1: a terrible idea. Although
2: impressed. I don't remember seeing any... um,
1: no one was in blackface or anything like yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah or like an indian headdress or anything it's
1: true um yeah i mean you know uh, uh xander's was maybe a little bit borderline with like the yeah. sombrero
2: it's and like, the poncho but yeah. like um, it's like spaghetti western which is yeah it's like like is xander being offensive because he's doing spaghetti western or is like spaghetti western offensive because it's just like
1: can it be both (laughs) i mean yeah that's that is a good point it can
2: and probably is both (laughs) i'm I'm willing to say it
1: (laughs) um yeah yeah so that seemed like a a poor choice on part of the
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i think all the like so for reals uh Mm -hmm. what in the hell mouth like would you say that there's anything like what could the bad guys have done better um it was too murky, I think, to really
1: Yeah, I mean so who who are the bad guys? Are we talking about the mummy girl? Like
2: Yeah. What I could mean she have done better.
1: For what it's worth you know, one thing that I can say about this episode that I would like that I liked is that um the villain isn't set up to be like she's set up to be kind of a sympathetic character in some yeah, ways. Yeah, completely. Um So yeah. So I mean you can call her the villain and that's fine. She tries to kill people. She does kill some people. Mm-hmm um what could she have done better i mean like she was in an impossible situation like there was really she didn't yeah. have a chance to like do anything better she was just going like as fast as yeah, she can from victim yeah. to victim it's not
2: like she had an evil plan she just wanted to exactly yeah there's no plan to like work on mm-hmm. yeah i think although it maybe like, there
1: could have been i mean she did have 500 years of of nothing to do but think of evil plans Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah i'm surprised she didn't just kill more people yeah five hundred years of just sitting around and thinking about i don't, i don't know at that point do you get over your the unfairness of it all, or do you just get more enraged by the unfairness of it all?
1: yeah, I mean, she came out surprisingly well adjusted she came out just kind of like a normal teenager that wants to like have a crush and like yeah, have a date and go to a dance like that's yeah. kind of surprising mm-hmm. <laughs> um hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, if she was eating, you know, feeding on people's life force just to survive, if she had come out of there and just started, like, feed, 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 could she have gotten, like, beyond human? Could she have, like, developed superpowers?
2: I mean, she was pretty buff, like, yeah. When she was fighting Buffy at the end. Yeah, yeah. She had some kind of, she had some definitely some, like,
1: supernatural undead strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe she could have like she'd come out of that, you know, 500 years of solitude evil. Mm-hmm. She could have really wreaked some havoc maybe. It's
2: true. Mhm. What do you, what do you think about the um the like correlations between her and Buffy of like, oh, these 16-year-olds, they're both the chosen one of their generation and had to sacrifice themselves and it's so unfair and I don't get a chance for love and
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah. The, the those are, those there. are the things. <laughs> those are the think. things. Um I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's uh I yeah, it's like it's it's not the first time they've sort of made those points about Buffy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um it is a little bit on more on the nose in this episode. Yeah. Um which is fine. Like, you know, it's network television sometimes. If you're if you're going to have like themes and symbolism, you might have to beat your audience over the head with them a little bit, yeah. like especially because you know the, we're watching them all in order, but not necessarily everybody else would be. Yeah. Um. So this is you know, and this is the beginning of a new season. It's a good time to sort of like remind people of the the themes of slayerdom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I like a the, reasonable move.
2: I liked the scene where they were in Buffy's room and like uh, Ampata was trying to like open the drawer that has the holy water and Buffy's like closing it. And then Buffy's like, Oh, let me get your clothes. And, like opening the trunk and she's like closing it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Like that's they're both, j- that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hiding from each other. It's yeah. pretty amusing. I like that joke. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I think it's kind of interesting cause it, sh- it shows, um, well not that scene, but like the, the, uh, correlation and parallels between them. Um, Like, Buffy died, and she got to come back. Um, But she's still the chosen one, and, like, is good. And Empada gets to come back, but she is, like, has to... Like, she chooses to kill at first, but then chooses to not do you think she chose not to kill Xander, or do you think? I was think gonna
1: say I don't think she did. I thought she was going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she say that she was like
2: she? Well, I mean, she said that she was going to, mm-hmm. but then she was like, "I feel like there was a hesitation," hmm. and then that's when like Buffy grabs her or something.
1: Okay. Yeah, there, there might have been. Yeah. It was hard to tell in that scene. Yeah. um listeners write in with what you think yeah. happened in that scene <laughs> Too ambiguous?
2: do you think she chose the evil path do you think she chose the good path
1: yeah see i kind of read that as like yeah that she she wanted life more than she wanted xander mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean you could read it the other way probably
2: and she she wanted her she wanted her own things more than she wanted to be the chosen one, mm-hmm. and like sacrifice herself for
1: yeah
2: her people for the cause. I just think it shows two different ways that the Slayer could go. Hmm. That you could be a Slayer, and so you think Buffy is different
1: to... from her in that respect?
2: Yeah, like Buffy's choosing to be good, and even though she died, she's still choosing to like fight. Where she could just, like, you know, she, she made the statement. She's like, I quit. I quit. Like, when she knew she was going to die, but she went to it anyway. She could have really quit. Like, you could be a slayer and...
1: See, that's interesting. So I I kind of read that parallel differently. Hmm. Because, like, you know, this girl was chosen. She dies. She comes back. And she tries to be something other than what she is. But her fate, her destiny, catches up with her, like, inevitably. Hmm like no matter what she does she will always be this chosen person
2: so she can't choose not to be yeah
1: she can't choose not to be this mummy this this person that she was made to be mm-hmm. and i feel like that that that's how i read it is that like buffy no matter what she does is the slayer will always be the slayer and can't escape that by like trying to have other things or trying to be something else
2: Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. I th- I thought of it as, as it like a, just a yeah, different path that you could, like Buffy is choosing to be what she choosing is. Choosing to
1: be like the proper slayer that follows the rules. Yeah, and, and I like, yeah. was
2: like choosing not mm-hmm. to be, and like that, how that difference goes.
1: That is, yeah, that is interesting.
2: But I like your point of like, you're always going to be reminded no matter what. hmm Yeah. I like yours too. Yeah. Oh,
1: thanks. <laughs> thanks, babe. See, what else do we have? Gotta, gotta fill some time in this episode. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have um, had a guest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, the, uh, overalls, Willow's overalls when like oh, yeah. she walks in on, on Xander. I never think about Willow's Yeah. Lips. exactly. She's so we have, girl. we have a sad overall sighting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, partial confirmation for that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, she was wearing, was it like suspenders or backpack straps that were like, yeah, they're like rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. yeah. A little foreshadowing there. Maybe.
2: Mm- ooh. <laughs> foreshadowing of what?
1: I I don't know. Maybe like she'll see a rainbow in a later at episode. The, at like, the end
2: of her sad overalls Yeah.
1: Like maybe sometime around season four, she'll like get really into rainbows.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you mean.
1: I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just speculating. Just
2: speculating. <laughs> Speculating on nothing, I think. I think. I think rainbows were just in.
1: Yeah, I was also gonna say that scene with the uh, with the overalls where she walks in. It seems like no one in the Buffyverse has peripheral vision. And I think this might be a problem with like sitcoms or television in general. Well, it's just like if oh, like I'm, Xander didn't see her. Yeah, if I'm facing somebody talking to them and somebody comes in a door in the middle of like the right side of the room mm. from where I'm standing or the left side from where I'm standing, like mm-hmm. I'll notice that like, yeah. and you know, generally I'll be like, who just walked in to listen to my loud conversation about <laughs> private things. Oh, it's the person I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe I will shut up now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> but yeah, people in TV, they just keep on talking. So it's true. Mm hmm.
2: Maybe, well, and yeah, No, you just make a good point. So say Maybe Willow was super quiet when she walked in.
1: But you can see, like it's you a can door, see. yeah.
2: Yeah, like it's a door. <laughs> good suit. Um, I also, <laughs> like the scenes that Buffy's mom were in, I just wrote down this note that was like, uh, ha ha, Buffy's mom's super creep. Like, every time she entered a scene, it was, like, from the side. It was just like, oh, <laughs> hello, kids. You're going to a dance? And then, like, from behind a door, it was like, have a good night. <laughs> it was like, Could
1: That's you? funny. I didn't notice that.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Something about it was just, like, she, like, was not entering the scenes in a normal way. It was, mm-hmm. like, it's like what? You're in the, the opening credits, so they want to use you for, you know, because you're going to get paid anyways. Yeah. So we might as well
1: make her do something make her do something i don't know yeah she didn't really have much of a function she added zero things Mm -hmm. to
2: the uh to the episode but she was there what about willow's uh, willow's costume
1: probably offensive but so
2: adorable it's true (laughs) do you think it would be offensive i mean i feel like she studied it a lot yeah it's like she would have she probably put in the effort to get it like Authentic and accurate, and like not make a joke of it. That's true.
1: I, yeah, gotta give her credit for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, is that, can that, is that the remedy for appropriation? Like, like what, what, where do you draw the line between like appropriation and not appropriation? I like, don't, that's a really hard I don't question know. to answer. It's not a
2: question that. <laughs>
1: um yeah 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 especially in the context of like a costume party that is specifically where you're supposed to dress like people from other cultures yeah which as we said before is like maybe flawed in and of itself like you know the premise itself is is flawed um but if I guess if like if you have to be in costume to go or something, then like, yeah, she probably she worked really hard. She put in the effort. Yeah, that's good.
2: I bet she did a lot of research.
1: Yeah. Yep. She had like a legit looking harpoon or mm-hmm. whatever that was. That's a. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to get your hands on. Probably. They didn't Probably have
2: like, not speaking for personal experience.
1: Well, I'm just saying like. They <laughs> says, have, the, says the
2: man who was talking have... about harpooning fish like just yesterday.
1: Yeah, but I'm I can get that stuff on Amazon. They didn't have Amazon when the show was happening. (laughs)
2: Did they when did Amazon? They They were probably just just selling books. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. For you young listeners out there, Amazon Amazon, used to be (laughs) It used to be just a place to buy books. Um But you certainly could not have gotten a harpoon on Amazon at that time. Yeah. eBay? Was eBay
2: around then? Yeah, eBay's been around for well wait, this was ninety eight?
1: I don't know. Yeah.
2: I'd have to look into it.
1: I have to check on that. Maybe you could get a harpoon on eBay in
2: 1998, but like... Oh, my God. Would not have have been cheap or easy. (laughs) Like, I see see people at work that are like...
1: Have harpoons?
2: No, that are like less old than eBay. (laughs) 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 It's weird to think about sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, like, I don't know how old eBay is exactly. I assume it came around in the dot com boom of like the late '90s or
2: something. Yeah, but, like that seems right. Yeah, I knew someone in like 2002 that was like he made a lot of money like just selling stuff on eBay. So it had to be. Hmm. And I I like knew about it then, and I had known about it for a while. It wasn't like brand new information, so it must be.
1: This was what year? 2002. 2002. So okay. before then. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Anyway, it,
1: all I'm saying is Any it would have been hard to get no an, one authentic, started. <laughs> an authentic Eskimo like harpoon yes. in California in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I think would have been not easy. Um, I agree.
2: Yeah. She put some effort into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, it looked
1: adorable. It looked adorable. And it was like it must have been a tough, like that's a warm ass parka she was wearing yeah. around in, again Southern California, and yeah. like yeah, so that's she really suffered for her mm-hmm. for her costume.
2: Oh, I mean if she's if she's a native Californian and it was like forty or fifty degrees out, it might have been just the right. <laughs> Just the right coat for. her. Ooh, it's but so this is cold. Southern California. Not, oh, that's true. Not that's
1: true. San Francisco Bay Area. I don't think that, it gets that. That's that true. cold in Santa Barbara County.
2: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, looks like, super cute. I really liked. The, I I liked that scene a lot, where Oz like is just looking at her, and then when it shows what he's seeing, and it's just her adorable face in this like fur, and she's just like. <laughs> just like bobbing her head and like <laughs> listening to music. And it's like, you're so cute. Willow. And like, of course Oz is like, who is that? Like, yeah. she looks so cute.
0: Yeah. it's great.
2: Ugh.
1: And then, oh, I wish I could, I don't want to talk about future episodes, but then like the Halloween episode, I don't know if you remember the Halloween episode from this season, he says, who is that girl again? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. like that. He just always sees her in weird costumes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, Oz, good stuff.
1: Yeah, Oz, Oz and Will are very cute.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Xander and uh, and Impata were were pretty cute in this episode too. I they were pretty kind cute. Of, yeah, yeah, enjoyed their like the little scene on the bleachers and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, they had good like interaction, like him interacting with her. I actually found much less annoying. It was like kind of a cute sixteen year old boy like being funny and like mm-hmm. and this is how you eat it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty adorable and not like super offensive
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it could have been a lot worse with it, like you know
2: they could have shown him being like protective of her like not letting anyone else like talk to like, her or pushy something, pushy with her like yeah. yeah any number of things but it like, just seemed very cute
1: yeah totally yeah so there's that i also really liked the this is going back to willow but i really like the line um where i think it's buffy is saying like well you can either like you know, keep pining yeah, for. Willow says it. Oh, Willow says it because okay. it's my
2: words to slay by.
1: Ah, let's well, sh- let's do the words to slay <laughs> by then.
2: Willow, Willow says, uh, "I was like, I have a choice. I can either sit back and watch Xander like this. I don't know exactly, but like, mm-hmm. I can either sit back and watch Xander uh, chase after every other girl until he notices me, or I can get on with my life." And then Buffy says, "Good for you." <laughs> She's she like, says, "I haven't chosen yet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so Such cute, heartbreaking, yeah. It's like <sighs> cute little, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's. I feel like it's so. True, you know, like to some, like
1: the teenage heart, or, to or like, even
2: to like the adult heart. Like yeah. I feel like I, still have that kind of thing <laughs> where I'm like, I could, sit around and like let this thing happen until it comes this way, or I could just like accept it and move on. But you still like. You want it to go your way, yeah, and you can't move on yet. <laughs> it's it's a process. It's a process of like,
1: who's the one that got away, Lisa? Who's the? <laughs> I don't know. This is This is everyone.
2: This is a specific, non-specific <laughs> thing.
1: I know what you mean. I yeah. do know what you mean. Yeah,
2: just sort of, I mean, and it can be a feeling. It doesn't have to be like a crush feeling. It could be like hmm. an anger feeling. Just a friendship. Anything where you're like at first you like think it's going to go your way and then you get to a point where you're like, I have this choice where I can keep hoping for it to happen or I can move on and accept that it's not going to, but you still keep hoping and then, you know, like you realize that you have to choose, but you haven't yet. Yeah. And then eventually you choose correctly (laughs) and (laughs) move on (laughs) when you realize it's not happening.
1: Yeah. Or even, yeah, it's hard to say, do you even like, choose really or is it just you it get just to a happens, point where it's like you know yeah it just sort of happens
2: sometimes yeah true but yes th- so those are my words to slide by is like you you have a choice you can either like keep hoping that this thing will happen or you can move on i have a note that just says oh xander <laughs> but i have no idea what it refers to <laughs> it could be anything <laughs> was
1: it the line where like he asks if she's a praying mantis or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think I had a note about that line. Yeah. yeah. Nice little little throwback to the first episode. Yeah. Xander does have bad
2: luck with the, the episodes, soups. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, think about all of Xander's interests.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Buffy, Slayer, mm-hmm. like praying mantis. Praying mantis.
1: Impada mummy. Impada mummy. Are there any others that we've seen him?
2: Um, I feel like there was another one, but I don't remember.
1: Yeah. Obviously there are things in the future in the that future. we going to talk about, but yeah. Where Xander
2: goes to completely normal girls and <laughs> yeah. never has to deal with this problem again. Oh, exactly. Xander. <laughs> so happy for you that this is the last time. uh Oh, and then I just have that note about like when I when I watched her suck the life out of people, it made me think of the Princess Bride, like the torture machine. I've just sucked (laughs) one year of your life away.
1: (laughs) Tell me, how do you feel? (laughs) And be honest. Yes. This is for posterity. So yeah,
2: I forget the line exactly. That's, That's what I imagine her lips feel like. Ugh. Sucking one one year of your life. Except she... she not to 50! <laughs> not to 50! <50. laughs> That's what she does. Is she puts up the machine to 50.
1: Let's just do an episode where we just quote the Princess Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm ready. Obviously, he said, to blame. To blame. And as we all know, blame. to blame means to lie. He's obviously playing...
2: <laughs> anyway...
1: Your friend is only mostly dead. <laughs> mostly dead is somewhat so, alive. Like <laughs> the mummy. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. This movie or this episode is basically the Princess Bride.
2: <laughs> I think it is.
1: Did you count There was fingers? a
2: giant, Sven, who was.
1: Sven is Honor the Giant.
2: Yeah. Who's like, they think he's dumb, but he's not as dumb as everyone thinks he is. Mm-hmm. His, the Cordy is like, uh, the. Pu- drinky punchy and then he's like what's this drinky punchy like i thought this would be great but cordy does she even like speaking so sven is under the giant yep that's all i got that's all we- <laughs> yeah. i'm convinced though i think this is a perfect fit i've put together the sucking machine and sven is andre the giant
1: the two most important parts of princess bride
2: that's yeah that's all i think
1: about mm-hmm um, I am the dread pirate Roberts. <laughs> oh, the yeah. with the flaming cloak.
2: Oh. Yeah, nice watch that movie I again. I think <laughs> um, Willow is Inigo Montoya.
1: Willow is Inigo Montoya. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who's she taking revenge on? Or for?
2: Whoever she wants.
1: Yeah, who's the six figured? Who's Christopher Guest? I guess the mummy is, because she's the one that sucked the life out of people.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say that she's Wesley because she was only mostly dead.
1: That's true. She could be both.
2: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is really educating, edifying <laughs> discussion we're having here. she knock something over?
2: I almost knocked over my non-alcoholic drink.
1: Officer. <laughs> Officer.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, those are pretty much the, the notes that I do. High moment, low moment. Yeah, let's do
1: do high moment, low moment. Um I think for me, the low moment. Somebody to choose from. I think it's it's I can't get over how stupid the museum security is. For so for me it's gonna be the kid mm-hmm. messing with the plate after dark mm-hmm. in a like unlocked, unsealed mummy yeah. container. Uh yeah, that just like was not believable to me at all yeah. and yeah so i didn't like that high moment i'm gonna go with your words to slay by i just loved willow's like Aww. i haven't chosen yet i haven't chosen yet
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah low moment i'm going pretty similar with you a uh, l- little different mm-hmm. it's still in the museum it's still that kid but it's the fact that they gave him a name and like tried to force some connection with willow and then like killed him off immediately and like yeah it's like you yeah, want me to f- feel connected to this person, <clears> but I'm not actually connected. You introduced him for two seconds. I don't have any feels about. Yeah.
1: And this guy, you know, he's death. apparently has been around for a long time. Like he used to beat Xander up like every day for six oh, I years. I like a lot. that conversation.
2: It's like, oh, you're just mad from that time that he beat you up every day for five years.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. And I was
2: like, well, you're hilarious. <laughs> you're like, but yeah, man, I'm irrational like... like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I would have more feels if somebody I'd known for that long died in a horrible mummy life-sucking accident. Um,
2: Yeah. I didn't even bother to take his braces.
1: Yeah. Then his name is never going to come up again. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, didn't even bother to take his braces? Like, you think the mummy should have been like, let me get these braces off here so nobody knows?
2: (laughs) Well, he didn't pay a lot. I bet his parents paid a lot of money for those braces and they're going to be sad that they went to waste <laughs> more than anything else they're <laughs> sad about those braces can they be
1: reused like if you're if your one Do son Do you want to wear a dead person's If braces? your one son dies and your other son needs braces can you take the braces off the dead
0: son <laughs> and put them on the other son <laughs> <gasps> Jimmy, wear
1: these, and you'll always remember your brother. Well, at least for two years, for two years until they until take them off. Are
2: straight. <laughs> and then remember every time you see your perfect smile, yeah. your dead brother is there. Remember
1: that's the smile your dead brother never got because his teeth. <laughs> he went to his grave with
2: crooked teeth. Oh. <laughs> and also, you should floss. <laughs>
1: Maybe all parents should tell their kids (laughs) so they'll appreciate their braces.
2: Like, wear your retainer. (laughs) You don't want to go to the ground. You don't want to go to the cold,
1: dark ground (laughs) with crooked teeth (laughs) like your dead brother.
2: (laughs) I can't wait to be a parent.
1: You know, they have, like, closed casket, open casket. Do they ever have, like, closed mouth, open mouth, like...
2: No, they sew your lips shut.
1: What? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. What if I want to be smiling in my casket? (laughs) No. What if I want, like, a big happy (laughs) grin on my face?
2: (laughs) No. They, they, Yeah, they they sew your lips and your eyes shut so that they don't, like, flop open. Because you can't, like, make somebody's mouth, like... I guess... I'm trying to think how you would sew somebody's mouth into you a can't smile.
1: Just like, use like, Oh, yeah.
2: Like the way the muscles are like You'd have to like
1: maybe if you like put like a couple fish hooks <laughs> in their, like into their like dimples <laughs> and then like, <laughs> like tied them around their ears or something like that. <laughs> that would look natural. <laughs> <That's> super
2: natural.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Is that s-
2: what you want?
1: Sure, you can do whatever you want with me after I'm dead.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's right. I don't want to do that. So. All right.
1: I was, was an episode of the League that I was just watching today, mm-hmm. where um somebody has died and and somebody else says that they look so peaceful, mm-hmm. and like one of the characters is like, why is that the thing that we always say about dead people? Or like, why is that what we want to look like when we're dead? Like when I'm dead. I want people to look at me and be like, that guy's getting stuff done. Like, that guy's like, he's on it.
2: I want people to be like, she looks angry. Was she ready to go? I don't think she was.
1: <laughs> she looks like
2: she's planning to haunt somebody. Yeah, she's, she is haunting me right now with that bitch face.
1: I mean, I've told you it's my dream for my dead body, right? Yeah. Yeah. The toilet paper. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: so for our listeners, we I can to see be... you
2: just shaking my head. Like,
1: <laughs> She's very disgusted with this, but mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. I want to be taxidermied, stuffed in uh, like a position with my hands out and my two, you know, index fingers pointing at each other uh you know maybe like in it you know a couple Just inches so. apart so you could
2: put a roll of so toilet paper roll of in toilet between paper them <laughs> on my fingers and he wants to be a, a toilet paper i don't want to be like put in the bathroom dispenser.
1: yeah like standing over the toilet holding the toilet paper for me.
2: <laughs> the big fish hook smile on your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not terrifying to poop to. <laughs>
1: Fish Hook Smile. That sounds like a name of, him. <laughs> like a, I don't know. Band
2: name called it. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> it would be in my band.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Fish Hook Smile. I would yeah. listen to that band.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so my high moment yeah, was, um, <laughs> I think my high moment has to be like Oz seeing Willow and like how happy he looked, just like, just full of wonder and like, I need to know who this girl is and how happy. And you're just like, Oh Willow like you just want to like touch her on the shoulder and be like Willow look like this guy's looking at you and like <laughs> like look how much he wants to Aww. like know you yeah I think that's the, the high moment for me uh, that's a good one yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we do do ratings did we miss anything we did words to say by what in the hell now
1: yeah I'm ready to do ratings. Yeah. All
2: right, ratings go ahead
1: so I'm I'm gonna go all the way up to a four for this episode <laughs> No, I started at, like a two or a three. <laughs> um, I'll go up to a four because I like that the uh, the villain was sympathetic, and I did I enjoyed having Oz around for the first time. So there's some little bonuses for that, but I don't know if I can go much higher than a four. Like it, this was yeah,
2: it's ad- a throwaway.
1: Yeah, it's a total throwaway. Like, no,
2: if Oz weren't in it, like they would.
1: There'd be almost no reason Who would to advance. Ha- yeah, exactly. Like what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, all of this. It's like you can already tell that all of this stuff is going to be forgotten in the next episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So and then like, <clears throat> that you know the fact that it's a throwaway episode, and then the fact that there's like these inconsistencies. Like, what the hell is going on with this? Like, why didn't they burn the mummy? And like, like mm-hmm. the mythology is unclear. And then like this museum that has no security and makes no sense. Like all these little frustrating things about the, Mm -hmm. like the internal logic of the episode. Um, and then the, like, you know, the kind of Giles being a dumb, like, just a borderline tech. racist and asking this girl if she can translate Incan in, like pictograms. Uh that yeah. is like
2: that's the dumbest thing. Yeah, it's just, like why would anyone in that group be like sure? Like
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just so many writing problems in this episode that yeah. I, I I I can't go like I can't go higher than a four. Um so I'm giving it, you know, some bonuses. I but yeah. four is my
2: limit. Um Yeah, and then the the fact <clears throat> that she did translate some of it like mm-hmm. should have tipped them off and like never speak spanish at any point
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah i'm gonna say four out of ten gifts from god to the bell curve
2: <laughs> oh, very, nice. very nice um yeah I, like it's kind of weird because i did like i watched this episode and there's there's not a whole lot of substance to it but i did enjoy it like i i thought the banter was funny so it was enjoyable to watch like willow being like oh you're just upset from that time that he beat you up for five years (laughs) like every day for five years Mm -hmm. like i thought some of the dialogue was really funny so that made it okay to watch Mm -hmm. um some of the the oz scene was good and i thought the scene in the bedroom was good um I hadn't thought too much about the inconsistencies until we started the podcast like this weird mythology that I'm like, wait, yeah, why did this why yeah. didn't they do anything? Like I hadn't thought about it too much. Um but yeah, but it's not it's not great. Like it's an episode that you could completely avoid watching and it mm-hmm. wouldn't mean anything. Like it doesn't add too too much. Yeah. Um so I will give it, um, I'm, well, let's see. (laughs) I'm going to give it five out of 10 women who don't have to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's offensive. I shouldn't give it that. (laughs) I should give it five out of 10. I haven't chosen yet. (laughs) (laughs) okay nice yeah. Yeah. alright shall we plug yeah
1: let's do our little plugs here so uh, we're welcome to Sunnydale you can get in touch with us by email welcome to sunnydale podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. you can find us on facebook you can follow us on twitter at welcome to sunny um, you can call us give us a call and we'll play it on the air it's really fun so please give us a call uh, that number is 510 four five five two one five five uh and what am i missing
2: we did twitter and email and phone number i think that's
1: yeah welcome to com. yeah hmm.
2: got it um
1: find us on itunes write us a review
2: yeah i'll you know what i'm gonna go out i'm gonna say it if you give us if you send us an email or a call. We've already been giving stuff away. Yeah, we've given away a few but things. But I'm going to write a haiku about you.
1: Ooh. That's a good one.
2: For, any, for anything.
1: I'll write, yeah. I'll write a sonnet. That's, that's too much. That's, that's more that's work. That's
2: investment. That's why I went with haiku.
1: Haiku is easy.
2: Yeah. Maybe a lyric. I'll write,
1: I'll, write, I'll write a poem proportional to the awesomeness of the thing you Ooh, send nice, us. <laughs> nice.
2: I'm going to go with limericks because limericks, limericks are funny.
1: Yeah, limericks are funny. Well, there's like, you know, at Tourette's uh, this great show dirty. that they do oh, in that's Oakland. dirty haiku battle. They have a dirty haiku battle every month. All right. Haiku
2: <laughs> or limerick, your choice. Yeah. Or my choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're really good at deciding
0: stuff. <laughs> I haven't chosen yet. <laughs> that's, that's really my words to say. By. I haven't chosen yet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
2: <laughs> um, I, right. um, I forgot to ask you... Earlier, uh, you went to a urologist to talk about like your, mm-hmm. your junk and stuff. What What did he say about that?
1: Yeah, well, so he told me...
2: It's a delicious, spongy, golden cake stuffed with a delightful, creamy, white substance of goodness. <laughs> Steve, that, that man is not a doctor. I don't know who you talked to, but it wasn't a urologist.
1: Are you sure? He had a white coat on. Yeah. <sighs>
2: Just just take your creamy goodness elsewhere.
1: Dr. Acula. That was his name, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway.
1: All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.